God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. A happy Sunday to you in the matchless, mighty, holy, and precious name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. What Hallelujah. a blessing to have you all with us again. That's right. It's always a blessing to gather together and know that you guys are joining with us. Uh, this is our time with the Lord. And remember, at any time, you guys can comment and you guys can share your prayer requests. Um, thank you for being a part of Resplendency right now. Let others know that Resplendency is, is on and, and that they can come and join right now, right here. Join us on our YouTube and, and just be encouraged by the Lord today. That's right. And you will be encouraged because we have a special guest in Jesus' name that's going to deliver the word of God to you. And you're going to be strengthened and blessed. And I feel, I feel that the Holy Spirit is going to really convict. And you know what? That's a good thing. We're going to grow in God together. And God is just going to be glorified in all of our lives, which is what we want. Mm -hmm. But... Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. You know how they are in certain, you know, different um, uh, um, athletic games, boxing and everything. People get, hey, let's. So we're at resplendency. We want to stand out and shine for Jesus. We want you, ladies and gentlemen, to join in and to praise the Lord, to open up your mouth, yes. not be ashamed to praise him Salt and worship him, with him. Us. exalt his name. I love that. I love that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, we love you for who he is, Amen. not for what he has done for us. We thankful for what he done for us, but we love him for who he is. So let's open up our mouth because think about in Psalm 89 verse 1, it says this. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the, the mercies of the Lord forever. God's mercy. Has he been merciful to us? Father God, we thank you and we choose to sing of your mercies, the Lord's Amen. mercy. God, we thank Hallelujah, you for who God. you are. We open up our mouths and bless your name. We literally worship you. Amen. We literally worship you. Amen. We worship the King of Kings. We worship the Lord of Lords. We worship you, God, the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your holy name. We love you and we bless you. God for who you are. We love you, God, and we thank you yes. in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for our guest speaker. I thank you for the word of God that's going to go forward. We bless yes. your name in advance, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit moving mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you for the, these wonderful viewers, God. All of them that are watching, God, I pray that you would surround them with your love and you would bless them indeed in the mighty name of Jesus yes. Christ. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I know we just finished praising God, but I thank God for who he is. I praise God that he is blessed resplendency, that we can actually have be resplendent episodes, that it's going to be tomorrow morning at, you know, whatever time that we release it tomorrow on Monday. But we do that on Monday just to be a blessing to every single one of you. And may it be tremendously that the word of God will fall in good godly ground in every single one of your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And then we really, in Jesus' name, are asking you guys to send in your prayer requests because on Tuesday night, we will be praying for those requests that have come in. If we don't have it, you know, we and we really want it because we want to pray for you because we're going to stand in faith in Jesus' name. We're going to stand in believing God because God is 
faithful. He's a God that answers prayer. So Tuesday at 7 p.m. here live on this YouTube channel in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why we're asking all of you to subscribe in Jesus' name. We don't want you to miss anything. You know, the Bible tells us that when we pray, to also remember to say thank you, Jesus. So, you know, let's remember to continue to thank the Lord. So, you know, as you guys do send in prayer requests, and we thank those of you that Mm -hmm. do so throughout the week, uh, you know, you send that to contact at resplendency.com. Again, that's contact at resplendency.com. Also, remember, we want to hear praise reports. We want to hear how God has answered prayer because, you know, we do believe God is answering prayer. We're so humbled and thankful for who he is and he is he wants to move and act on our behalf so i want to thank those of you that you know you you trust us by sending in these prayer requests and asking us to stand in the gap and what an honor it is but it's also important that you remember to let us know how god answered prayer contact us at contact at resplendency.com praise god that's right and i want all of you guys to know that we are planning a really awesome Father's Day service, and I want all of you to subscribe to this channel. It's going to be here on YouTube. We're going to have a guest speaker along with myself in Jesus' name. That's going to be such a tremendous blessing to every single one of you in Jesus' name. So remember that Father's Day special. We really want you yeah, guys to be a part quickly. of that and just to be <laughs> just just to give God all the praise, all the glory. I believe it's going to strengthen. It's going to strengthen. It doesn't matter. It, could, it you know all moms, fathers, for every Everyone, single it's a word. one. For everyone. A word for yeah. everyone. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to challenge you and be a tremendous blessing for every single mm-hmm. one. And I'm really excited about Pastor Natalie's annual women's conference. <laughs> yes. This year is going to be in August. August the 6th. It's a Friday evening at 7 p.m. I want you guys to make sure that you mark your calendars. And also, you know, I have an Eventbrite page specifically for the Women's Conference. Let me know that you're joining me. Let me know that you're coming. Let me know how many are coming with you. How many are going to be watching. I want to know. I would love to hear from you. Again, go to the Eventbrite page. Sign up. Register today. I would love for you guys. Let me know that you're going to be a part of that. There's a lot of things. A lot of details a lot of things i'm still putting together and little by little i will be sharing with you i'm That's super right. excited because every year god does things uniquely and he moves in a mighty way and i know this year won't be any different so please i don't want you guys to miss this i do pray that every single one of you would realize that this is such an opportunity because it's going to be online that you can invite your friends from other countries right, right here I mean, on our youtube it, channel here i mean you can tell hey you know what it's going to be here you in whatever country that you're watching you can invite them all different states i mean you can have a bunch of folks from hawaii you can have a bunch of folks from (laughs) from puerto rico that's watching in jesus name but them to be tremendously blessed and that's why we're doing this to strengthen every single one of you in Jesus' precious yes, name. and I believe it's going to be for women of all ages. So That's right. Be excited. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're going to now pray for our tithe and our offering because it's extremely important that we realize that giving unto God is important. It's biblical. It's straight from the word of God. It's not man-made. It's God ordained that he wants us to do that, to give unto the work of the Lord. Amen. So we thank you, each and every one of you, saying, God, I'm going to put you first. 
I'm giving my tithe. Lord, I'm giving my offering in the yes. name of Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. It's awesome. And, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 clearly tells us you must each decide in your heart how much to give. So that's between you and the Lord right mm -hmm. now. You must each decide. And then it says, and don't give reluctantly. Don't give, oh, okay, let me give. No, give, the Bible says, or don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Mm. No. It's the, this, is the, this is the part that's really important. For God yes. loves. It's not talking about any specific church. It's not talking about even, you know, uh, like a certain thing. Is, he says here, for God loves. God loves a person who gives cheerfully so yes. make sure even now as you prepare that offering that tithe there's so many different ways you're seeing that on your screen it's going to be there uh in the box as well all the information the details you guys there's so many different ways do it unto the lord and that's do right. it cheerfully for the glory of god alone that's right because you know some of you said hey i've been crying out to god day and night you know what god hears you God's got this. He's got you in his palm of his hands. He's got you, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to incline to, the, to his ear to your cry in Jesus' name, even in the area of finances, as you give in Jesus' name. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you so very much, oh God, that you, Lord, are hearing the cry of your people. God, I thank you that this is an opportunity for us to give unto you. That it's important for us to put you first and foremost, God. As we were singing, oh God, and sing as we were praising you, God, we put you first above everything and above everyone, God. So, Lord, we give unto you. We give to you first and foremost because we love you, God, and we trust you, and we love you, and we praise your holy name. We don't do this under compulsion or any being forced or, Lord, and we're not being reluctant, God. We're giving. We're going to be a cheerful yes. giver because your word says that you love a cheerful giver. So, God, we give unto you, and we thank you for everyone that's sending in their tithe and their offerings in Jesus' name. For those, oh God, that this may not, they may just constantly watch us, but they may attend another church, but they will still give in an offering, God. They'll put their tithe somewhere else, but they will still sending an offering on a continuous basis to for the work of the Lord at Respondency. We thank you for that, God. And for those of here, Lord, that this is their online church, we thank you, God, that they give their tithe and they give their offering. Bless them, God, for their faithfulness to you in their giving, God. I pray you bless them mightily in the matchless name and the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And amen. Thank God for every single one of you, ladies and gentlemen. God is going to be faithful. He, he is, is faithful. faithful. Amen. <laughs> Love that. Thank yes, you, Jesus. Yes. So excited now as we prepare our hearts for the word of the Lord. Um, so make sure you guys got your Bibles ready. Make sure you got a pen, a paper, or uh, in your tablet or on your phone. Be ready to write notes. I believe that you guys may, after you watch this, you're going to want to go back and go back to certain things that said and write them down. And, and because it's going to be penetrating to your day-to-day -day living and be a tremendous blessing for your walk with Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned right now as Joel delivers the word of God to every single one of you. God bless you. God bless you, Resplendency. It is a pleasure to be with you here on this Sunday. 
Um, wow, God is uh, moving in our behalf, I believe. He's truly encouraging us in this season with his word, and he always is there to encourage us. He's a great encourager, but man, I just feel so refreshed in my spirit that God is doing some really amazing things in your lives, and I pray that no matter what situations or things that you may be having in front of you, that you leave today with a real good stirring on the inside of you that comes from the Holy Spirit, you know? You can hear someone do an encouraging TED Talk or any other kind of encouraging speech, which is always nice, and I listen to those too, but there's nothing that moves us more than the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and when you experience it, you know it. In fact, that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, speaking and experiencing, and it's going to come back to the very uh, premise of prayer. So I just want us to, to get that out of the way early and let you all know that Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you, Pastor Natalie, for having me with you all today. It's always a pleasure to be with you all and to speak God's word, and it's an absolute honor, not just a pleasure, but it's an honor to bring the word of God. So let's dive right in. But before we do that, let's just pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to be together online, all around the world, joining together uh, to hear your word, to be encouraged by your word this day. I ask that God, everything that I say, everything that I do today in front of everyone would be for your glory, God, that would truly encourage people, change people, truly, God, uh, from this day forward, that, God, they would truly serve you with all their hearts and all their souls and all their spirit. God, I pray that you would be glorified in everything that I say and do this day. Oh, Lord, my strength, my redeemer, my all in all, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Bless your people, we pray. Amen. Alrighty, uh, let's go ahead and turn to our Bibles in uh, Genesis chapter 18. That's Genesis chapter 18, and we'll be starting right away in verse 1. Let's dive right into this. So the Bible says this in Genesis chapter 18, verse 1, The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamir. Uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. It's uh, not my native tongue, but we're going to go with it. Uh, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Verse 4, Let a little water be brought, and then we may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. Verse 6, so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get th three says, again, not exactly sure how to pronounce this, but so the finest flour and knead it together, bake some bread. So essentially, they're baking some bread. Uh, verse 7, then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf had been prepared and set, set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. There in the tent, Abraham replied. Verse 10, Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah 
were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Verse 13, Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at this appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Verse 15, Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. Alrighty, um, jumping into some, some big scriptures there. Uh, as you know, going through it, we were understanding here that at this moment, there are three people who are visiting Abraham. Abraham, being a servant of God, um, has been sent out all uh, for, for all of his life. He's he's you know been serving God, but God really sent him out to get away from his family and friends and everything he knew. And God said, "I'll make you a great nation. I'll make you a great people. I've got a calling on your personal life." And so Abraham uh, left everything with Sarah, and they they followed the Lord. And this was from when he was young, and he just carried on in this mission over and over. And and uh, God had done great things for Abraham and Sarah through their lives and. As you can see here at this point in Scripture in Genesis chapter 18, uh, it's been many years because the Bible makes it clear Abraham is very old, Sarah is very old. Um, so we get at this very point in time when uh, these visitors, which are identified at, you know, as the Lord and uh, believed to be angels with the Lord um, that came to visit uh, Abraham. It's so awesome to see a physical manifestation of God will literally come and visit Abraham in this way. It's so, so powerful. But um, for, for this passage of Scripture, we understand that, uh, you know, Abraham is, is hosting God. He is literally hosting uh, the Holy, he's hosting the, the Holy of Holies. He's hosting these angels with him in their, their tents and their home. And he's, and he's ministering uh, to them with, with food and, and water and really just hosting uh, the Lord. Uh, him, and him and his wife are doing this. And uh, it's amazing how if you go back earlier, and I really encourage you all to do this uh, if, in Scripture, when God, uh, early days, when God called Abraham, God made a promise to him when he said, I'd make you a great nation, is that he would said that he would have descendants as many as the stars, just like the sand can't be counted. I mean, it, it is a beautiful, beautiful promise that the Lord makes to him saying, listen, I'm giving you a new lineage, a new line that's going to be completely um, used to, to expand, um, you know, expand the gospel expand the kingdom really at that time which is you know we see the effects of it today obviously but um yeah so that 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 promise is really given to abraham at that point in time but now later on as we're here where he's older uh, and sarah's also older the bible uh, makes it clear they they don't have no kids and not only do they not have any kids they don't they're not even of the age that physically health-wise they could actually conceive uh, children right now, specifically Sarah, is, is, is past the childbearing age, as is very specifically mentioned. And so um, they know the promise. They know this. It's, it's, it's been so long ago that the promise was made. And you ever have something where you, there's something that, that, that's said that seems to be absolutely true, but as time goes on, the less that you actually pay attention to it, the less that you actually hold strongly to it. Well, well, that's what they're they're feeling in their hearts. It's like, you know what? We they're already blessed. They they've you know had many successes. You could read through the scripture. Yes, this is a massive massive promise that God made to them. Um, but they were just carrying on with their lives. 
But at this very moment, when God comes to his doorstep, when God comes to his tent, and he's having this time of fellowship, God makes again the same promise, but more clearly saying a timeline. You know, before it was just said that you would have these descendants. It was said that these things were going to happen, but you didn't know when. You just knew it would happen. And as we get to this moment where, 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 where God is in his home, God now gives a direct timeline. And, and the timeline is, in a year from this time, I will be back. And when I am back, you will have a son. Now, I think naturally reading this as a believer you can feel something transpiring on the inside of you. You're like, man, this is so awesome. The word was spoken. Now God is at his, you're reading God is at his doorstep. Oh my goodness, this has got to be the moment. And, oh, and then you read further. Oh, God actually says, this is now a timeline. Now, now you've got a, a surety, right? You would think, okay, I have literally God in my home and he's telling me this is going to happen. Oh my goodness. Yes, this is great. I take hold of this. I've got a newfound energy, right? No, that's not what happens with the servant um, Sarah here, um, his wife, Abraham and Sarah. They're servants of the Lord, and that's not how her response is. Her response is, 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 is laughter because she's, it, it's, it, it's so absurd to her. It's so hard for her to mentally wrap around that this could actually happen now. It doesn't make sense probably hasn't happened before um the bible doesn't record it until this moment as early in the scriptures were in genesis um this is a, a a a crazy talk kind of situation right god loves to to deal in the crazy by the way um but in this exact moment sarah laughing is the, is is literally almost challenging lord saying like it's past time why would i now have this pleasure I mean, it's, it's, it can almost come across spiteful. Um, you can interpret how you, how you really want to, but, you, but at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that it was not a positive reaction, and it wasn't one that actually believed it to be true. It was doubtful. And <laughs> it's so incredible because God doubles down on the promise and actually repeats himself, which in Scripture, when, 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 when God says something twice— you know it to be extra true. It's always true. God speaks in truth. He doesn't speak in lies. But when God doubles down on what he's saying, uh, we take extra notice of it. And so in this moment, uh, God actually calls Sarah out. He's like, I, I heard you. You did this. And she's like, no, I didn't. Uh, lying to God. <laughs> lying and saying, no, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. And God says, yes, you did. And I'll be back. <laughs> and says it again. I will be back and you will have a son. Like, do not doubt me. Is anything too hard for the Lord is exactly what is said here in the passage in, in verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Can I ask you today, is anything too hard for the Lord? What seems impossible? What seems to be something that is so um, extraordinary, doesn't make sense? past the time that you would have expected it to be, forgotten about, put to the side, um, not something that seems tangible by any stretch of the imagination, actually sounds completely foolish, but God says, is anything too hard for the Lord? 
And that is an actual question. There's a question mark on that. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Well, the answer to that is, of course, no. But as believers, as crazy as this sounds, a lot of us have these real-life challenges, which is why I believe this is recorded in Scripture, for us to wrestle with these kinds of feelings on the inside of us and say, I'm not going to give in to pragmatism. Uh, I believe that a lot of times um, believers around the world, one of the biggest things that the enemy is really trying to attack believers with is pragmatism. It's, it's, it's anything that will get you to, to subdue your faith. Certain things are certainty, are, are certainty but other things are, are not as short of them. Other things are not as serious to them. Other things are maybe kind of, I'll believe it when I see it kind of attitudes. That's not how God wants us to be. And I know I can say this and you say, yeah, I agree. It's not how God wants us to be. But, you know, the only way I can, I, I can I'm going to continue on this and, and, and give us more scripture to encourage us not to be this way. But um, an example I can give you is if you, let's say you have a family member, you ever have maybe a family member where maybe you ask them to do something, but you actually are like, they're, they're not going to remember to do that. Like you ever been like, I don't know, I'll give you a hypothetical. Um, you know, maybe you have a kid that you ask them to do a specific chore and you're like, hey, you know, um, you know, my son, would you please take out the trash before you go out to the gym tomorrow? hypothetical and you're like I know he's and as you're saying and asking the kids yeah sure I'll take it out in the back of your mind you're going I know he's not going to do it right that's like a it's a, it's it's like you're not just not confident in it you're saying it but you're not confident even with the words that you're saying that's how a lot of us are with God we're asking God for things but in the back of our minds we're allowing doubt to still be there and God wants to cast that out of us today. He wants to cast the doubt out of us today. I, I really strongly believe that because what God's doing in this season is as he's encouraging us to wait on him and to wait on him and to wait on him. And Gosh, I, I'm not going to go into it today, but a lot of people are thanking God for Ishmael. And God said, no, no, I, I always intended for Isaac, but now you're going to have to wait for it because you're settling. And that's, an, and, and that's as a result of pragmatism. The devil's job, his, his thinking that we understand, one of the, one of the real um, things that the enemy, the tricks and traps of Satan, is to get people to question God. He doesn't, the enemy can, doesn't have to just tell you straight up, you know, this is, never, this is not going to happen. This is the, if he can get you just to question, did God really say? Then he's, he's already planted a seed. It's up to us. God gives us such a wonderful free choice because when, G when Jesus comes, we have freedom. We have true freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. When Jesus comes and gives us that freedom, now we have the ability to make a choice. Will we feed our faith or will we feed our disbelief? In fact, uh, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 earlier on, um, this is something where we talk, we learn about where we're talking about the enemy sowing the thoughts of these things. Uh, this happens as early as the very first man and woman on the earth. This is nothing new. In fact, in Genesis chapter 3, 
we read this, Genesis chapter 3, verse 3, uh, says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say, You must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See, here's the problem. <laughs> you say, yeah, but he did end up telling her exactly what. It started with a question. The moment that the question enters your mind, did God really say? Is this really God? That's the moment that we have that. The, the, if I had an illustration back here, I would have it that the road's going two ways. The did God really say? You have one where you go straight into faith. You start feeding into that faith. Or you go feeding into disbelief. In this exact moment, she responds with what God really says, but she's entertaining because she's still talking to the serpent. Where as a believer, what we are to be doing in these circumstances when the enemy comes to us, and he brings the question of, did God really say? Our gut instinct is to rebuke the spirit and say, no, that is not anything that I will be believing. I will only believe what the Lord said because what he says is true and what you say is not. But her response is entertaining the idea. Yeah, God did say, let's keep the conversation going. It always starts with a question. Be careful of our pragmatic spirit. Be careful of being around pragmatic people who call themselves believers. It is literally the antithesis of belief. I mean, like, you've got to really take this in deeply. If you are calling somebody to pray for you or pray with you, and they are a pragmatic believer, which is not, I mean, that's, that's as hypocritical as it sounds, right? But this is the kind of believer where they're literally saying, did God really say, you've got to now make a choice? Whose report will you believe? God is really dealing with our, with our hearts, I believe that today. Um, so lack of faith, uh, the Bible gives us multiple examples of why lack of faith is something that is very dangerous, right? Uh, James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8 says this, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty, double-minded, some versions may say, is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Ouch. I'll leave that there unless you read that another time. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says this, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 22 to 23. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 23 says this. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. 
I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I mean, I think we get the picture. We've talked about this at Respondency in the past, you know, when we would meet in person, and, and I'm not sure if we mentioned before on live stream, but we would talk a lot of times about prayerlessness as a sign of unbelief. If you believe in God, then you are a, a praying person. And I don't mean that as, an, as prayed, I said praying. <laughs> you find yourself in the place of prayer constantly. Because when you believe God, or you're believing for something in God, you continue to bring it before God. You bring it to the hands of God so that way God himself can be your vindicator, can be the one to bring it forth and make it true. You have to be a praying person to be a truly believing person. And I'm not using this to beat us up because some of you might say, man, I've not been praying, so I must not be believing. God is coming after our hearts today. Let's not look at our past. Let's look at our future and say, as of this day going forward, God, I'm going to be a praying believer. This is why in our t-shirts, I'm not wearing it today. But if you on the response store, you know, we, we sell the pray and believe in God t-shirts because they go hand in hand. I mean, it's, it's you, you, you can say, oh, I pray. But if you pray and don't have belief, you're being pragmatic. Therefore, you're being like the believer here who is double minded and unstable in everything they do. The Bible says in James, right? If you are, uh, you know, somebody who is saying, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine myself believing God to do something, but I'm not actually praying about it, or I know God spoke this, but I'm not finding myself praying about it, then you're not truly believing him for it. Because if you truly believed him for it, you would consistently find yourself going towards him. I mean, this is, God is truly, truly, truly uh, challenging us right now. But some of you might ask the question, okay, well, I'm, you know, I hear you saying this, and I don't want to be this way, but it's not always easy to believe, Joel. Like, I can't always, you know, feel full of faith and feel truly um, powered up. And the battle is so real, so I will not make light of that. Because if I was to tell you that every single day, every moment of the day, I just felt like, like I'm running a marathon full of energy in my faith, I would be lying to you. But I'm not running the race on my own. In fact, the Bible says that we would have our strength renewed if we continue to wait on the Lord. Our responsibility is to wait because we don't have the time, we only have the word. And when we have the word, we are to wait until God's time, not ours. Because when we make it our time, then we're choosing Ishmael over Isaac. I'm gonna say that again. We have the word, we don't have the time. So our responsibility is to wait upon the Lord after we have the word because when we don't wait upon the Lord for his timing, then we're choosing Ishmael over Isaac. We cannot be saying, God, I'm going to wait on you. God, I'm going to wait on you while trying to make it happen in our own way. There is an action to be taken place. There are actions for us to take forward, but we cannot do it on our own strength. We have to do it with our faith being fed. If we are dealing with lack of faith there's so many different parts of scripture that i could have pulled from and it would be easy for me to stand up here and say if you're dealing with lack of faith 
just have more faith. But that would make no sense. That'd be crazy talk for me. What is that like? What does that even mean? It's like telling somebody who's, you know, somebody who who's tired to stop being tired. That doesn't that doesn't help them. <laughs> they don't feel suddenly better, right? Um, for you to have to deal with a lack of unbelief as the moments come. The Bible, Jesus himself, gives us a great example of what we are to do in these moments. So I want to encourage you to turn with me to John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 27. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, this is Jesus, put your fingers here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the, wo into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer, believe. Thomas, in this part of the Bible here, was doubting that Jesus was truly back alive because he witnessed Jesus dying on the cross. And so Jesus comforts him in this moment and says, come and touch and feel and see, this is me. You can see the, the wounds where they, where they put the nails in my hands. You can see where they pierced my side when I was on the cross. This is truly me. You want to know how you deal with unbelief? Go closer to Jesus, not away. It sounds crazy, but this is the way we handle unbelief. Run to God, not from Him. Run into the hands of Jesus. God, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know why. I don't understand. I don't know if you're hearing me right now. Be honest, but God, I'm running to you and I need you right now, God. I need you to come close to me. God hears the cries of his children. We are his children. We are his beloved. We are his, all of us. We all are his children. We were made in the image of God, every single one of us. And it's amazing what we would do when we would surrender ourselves into the hands of God and not try and deal with things on our own, when we would wait on the Lord. He is faithful and he hears our cries. In fact, in Mark Chapter uh, 11, verse 22 to 24. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24 says, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says this mountain be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will come to pass will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whoever asks in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Can I just encourage you? Seeking after God, you will always find him. If you, always, if you seek after God, you truly will find him. I'm not saying thinking about just being casual. No, seeking. You ever, you know, I'm going to tell you a, a, a funny personal story, but it's, it's true, right? Um, you know, there was a, last year, there was a new game consoles that were coming out, right? And, um, you know, I, I was hearing a lot of uh, great stories about people, you know, um, trying to pre-order the this this game consoles and, and I'm looking at the news and I'm seeing how it's absolutely insane. They said it's you know one of the hard, the hardest times to find a game console because of the the pandemic. Um, you know stores weren't selling them in person. Everything had to be bought online. Um, so it was causing a lot of difficulty for people to order these game consoles, right? And um, so the reason why it was causing difficulty is because. There was a very limited short. There was a shortage. There was a very limited supply of these things, and so you had to literally be on a website at a certain time of the day on a certain day. It did not matter 
you know, where you were, what you were doing in order for you to get these consoles. And they would be gone on no exaggeration. You can look this this stuff about game consoles being sold last year, but um, you literally had to get it within the first two minutes of, of these game consoles being made available on these websites. Two minutes is all you had. And it was you versus millions of other people trying to get it. And um, I spoke to somebody who was able to actually get one of these things. And, I was, and, and you know, me and other people were like, man, how did you do it? How did you get this thing? And uh, his answer was, you know, I was hunting it. I was hunting it. I was, I had all the, all my computers on and I had a tablet going and a cell phone. I had the website everywhere and I was determined, I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to, I am going to get this thing. And he got it. Awesome. Good for him. Why do I bring up this story? What does this have to do with anything? The, the most things that are silly and I'm not trying to make fun of them, but you know, things like game consoles that, that don't, don't have, um, you know, deeper um you know effects right they're just they're entertainment right um but our salvation why wouldn't we seek after the lord the same way we seek after sometimes material things it's amazing you will find anything when you seek something out when you seek things out you will find there's a biblical principles behind this but when we seek after god with all of our hearts we will find him we will find him I pray you were encouraged today by the word of God. We're not going to just say the word. We're going to experience it. And the way we're going to experience it is by having true faith, by standing in prayer, by standing believing, and continuing to feed our faith. I want you to join with me in prayer right now. God, we thank you so much for your word This that went forth this day. I ask you, God, that you would have uh, your way in, in all these people's lives. I've got people who are coming before you right now, honestly saying, God, I've been waiting. I don't know what to do. I I'm so troubled. I don't understand. God, I need you to do a breakthrough. God, I'm so um, just just going through so many different things. I, I don't know where I am right now, but God, I'm just coming before you. I'm going to seek you. God, I pray you would hear these people's humble cries this day. That God, people would just move forward. They wouldn't forget about their past, but they would move forward full of faith in you, God. They would move forward believing you unlike any time ever before in their life. And God, I pray that you would reward these people that would believe you. God, you would reward them with them clearly having signs and signs and wonders directly from you. That God, you would clearly, God, knock on the doors of their heart. And that God, they would open the door and say, come on in. God, I thank you that God, people that are around them and connected to them. That God, your Holy Spirit would go so strongly to them, God. And that God, you would confirm your own word. God, I ask that you would do the miraculous. That people would literally say after hearing this word, God, I know you are real. Forgive me for my doubt. Forgive me for my pragmatism. God, you would do this. I'm asking you to do this, God. And I'm asking you, God, to, to truly change people's lives, Lord, that they would have this deep faith on the inside of them, unlike any other time before in their lives. I thank you for doing this, God. We can always grow closer to you. And so I thank you for your word drawing us closer to you this day. I pray that you would bless your people, God. Hear their cries and answer them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you, Resplendency. Thank you again for joining with me today. And I will see you next time. Stay down and shine. Father, we thank you so very much. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just thank God for that word 
And may it fall on good ground. Yes, Lord. In yes. the name of Jesus yes, Christ. Lord. I know some of it was mm. challenging, and I hope that it was, mm. because that's how we grow. Because we, on a daily basis, need more of Jesus. Amen. That's why we're here at Resplendency. That's why we're constantly growing from glory to glory, yes. because we know that we may even say this and we could fail. And we say, Father, help us to dust off our knees and get back up again. But Lord, as we hear your word, let us apply it. We want to be doers of the word. We want to hear it. We want to be doers yep. in Jesus' name. We want his word to activate the truth inside of us and to, to fulfill it of, of the purpose of why we heard it, what it was sent for, for us, God. So we thank you for the word. We thank you for the message that comes from the living God. Amen. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read Psalm 86, verse 10. I love this verse. It says, For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. So, Father God, I thank you so very much for all of our viewers. God, you see even the prayer request that came in, that in the name of Jesus Christ, God, I pray, yes, Lord, that you would have grace and mercy in all these prayer requests, God. You see even the unspoken prayer requests, God, in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. God, we love you. And, Lord, we pray for every single one of our viewers oh God and Lord that you would cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ God I pray you would strengthen them I pray that the word of God that went forth God will fall on good godly ground and bear good godly fruit God I pray in the matchless name of Jesus Christ that you would have grace and mercy upon them God that they will keep on they'll even replace certain parts of it God Lord I need to hear this I need to apply this to my word I don't want to be just a listener but I want to be a doer in Jesus name God I know I sinned and I'm asking Lord I'm not even using it as an, as an example as, as, a, as an excuse I should say but Lord in the name of Jesus Christ because I sinned God I want to hear this word more and more I want to apply it God I want it to be oh Lord so deep within me that it becomes a part of me Lord God to bring glory to your holy name God I pray that's a cry of your people right now I pray that you would surround them I pray for those oh God that need a financial blessing that you would supply their every need according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. For those that need a healing, oh God, Lord, I pray that you would touch them and you would heal them, oh God, and by your stripes, Lord Jesus, they are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. For those, oh God, may be lonely, oh God, I pray that you, oh Lord, will permeate their presence, God, let's permeate their hearts and minds and let them know, oh God, that they're in your presence. God, let them humble themselves before the mighty hand of God and say, Lord, you are with me. Hallelujah. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, oh Lord, that, oh God, that in the name of Jesus, for everything, everything, yes, Lord, for guidance, for hope, hallelujah. Give them your hope, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, God. We come in agreement, Lord. We come in agreement, God. We thank you for every one of our viewers, God. Strengthen them and bless them, God. Every prayer request, every prayer request, you see the needs. You see the needs. Do your miracles, we pray, and do it for your glory, for your name to be high and lifted up, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless them. Let them have a fantastic 
fantastic week. Bless them and keep them, God, and watch over them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are great and do wondrous things, O God, for you alone are God. Psalm 86, verse 10, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Isn't God faithful? I pray that you guys would replay this afterwards, maybe tomorrow, the day after. I know the Be Resplendent episode is tomorrow. The prayer meeting is on Tuesday. In Jesus' name, we look forward to seeing you next Sunday. But between now and then, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, you'll play this one over again and say, you know, Lord, I just don't want to be a listener. I want to be a doer of your word because you alone are God. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Amen. We love you. We thank you for again for sending in your tithe and offering. We thank you for subscribing to this channel in Jesus' name. We thank you for going to Pastor Natalie's blog, Let's Take a Moment. Yeah. .com. Yes. Amen. I pray you guys will be there. Just, just, just enjoy that, that blog in Jesus' name and be strengthened yes, by it. I would love that. That's right. In <laughs> Jesus' name, we love you. We thank God for you. We hope to hear from you as you send in your prayer request at contactatresplendency.com. But on behalf of Resplendency, ladies and gentlemen, we want you guys to do this so much from all of your hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, stand, stand out and shine, shine for, Jesus for Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless. We love you.